let's start recording then <laughs> oh let's do it um so i was watching i was wrapping presents with my wife and we watched uh christmas vacation mm-hmm. and uh we drank roman coke so i'm a little a little bit a lot of bit drunk everybody getting tips everybody yeah we're, i'm drunk drunk isle what do the kids say these days i'm lit i'm lit yeah <laughs> I'm lit. It's lit. That's what Travis Scott says. And the kids copy Travis Scott. Well, fuck Travis Scott. And Travis Scott is cool, me. man. Or we're gonna we're gonna in the new uh I'm all flamboozled. That's the what the kids are gonna be saying soon. I'm flummoxed. I'm absolutely flummoxed from this codeine. <laughs> Nothing like codeine and jolly ranchers. I don't think kids drink lean anymore. Oh no, they moved on. They robot tripping again? No, I think they're too weak for that. Oh, that what was are you doing just that, that vape. Was, they're doing that vape show. Yeah, that was just for us millennials and, uh, and opioids. Now Zoomers are like not smoking or drinking or doing drugs at oh, all. They're really. lame, then, huh? Yeah, it's like way, way lower than our generation. <laughs> Bunch of dorks and dweebs. That's right. They don't know how to party. It's because they took away the original four loco formula. That was what. <laughs> You know, the generations before us didn't have the original Four Locos formula, and in, in a lot of ways, they're even crazier than we were. No, my I, from my life experience, I partied harder than most people ever have, <laughs> and it's thanks to Four Locos original formula. <laughs> this is an advertisement for Four Locos. Uh, Four Locos. It came from VHS Cold. Four Locos, sponsor of VHS Cold. I, they can sponsor me. If they give bring back the original formula, then I'll take their sponsorship. <laughs> Put too much caffeine in there, too much alcohol, get the kids dying. Kids need to be risking their lives on Saturday nights. There's nothing else to live for. You may as well fucking risk your life to party. I want to fight for my ride to party. party. That's my ethos. Speaking of ethos or lack of ethos, I finished Cyberpunk 2077. Ooh, let's talk about that ethos. So Tuesday night, um how many hours did you put into it just before you get into it um too many i don't know like 70 oh yeah um so like tuesday night though i played a couple hours and i was going to bed and i was like you know i'm still kind of having fun playing the game but i'm tired of playing games (laughs) so i was like tomorrow i'm not gonna work out i'll just completely abandon my schedule i'm gonna know life all day tomorrow and beat the game so that's what I did. It took me like 14 hours, but I was like, all right, I finished it. I have a, I have a mission of depression out of me. Yeah. I just, well, I just wanted to get done with it because it was affecting like my ability to watch movies and shit at night. <laughs> so I uh, beat it. Um, the further I, I know, last time I talked about it, I said I wasn't having too many uh, issues or bugs, but no, the further I got into it, it was screen tearing, textures not loading stuttering game crashing npcs not loading for quests uh, initiating dialogue with npcs for quests but the dialogue doesn't start so you just stare at the npc for like 10 minutes and have to restart the game blah 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 so basically it just got worse and worse over time the reason i finished it is because a particular strain of i guess irish tenacity (laughs) it's like i'm finishing this piece of shit (laughs) <laughs> so i completely understand why yeah this are, is a miserable experience but you know <clears throat> I'm, I'm almost halfway through i completely understand why people are getting refunds for it on playstation 4 and why i got taken off the playstation 4 store because uh yeah it kind of doesn't work unless you you know brute force it just keep trying and then there's stuff towards the end of the game that i couldn't like complete because it was broken so 
Cool. Uh, to encompass, encapsulate the, the ethos of um, the politics of the game, though, in this cyberpunk game, uh, um, the life path I chose, or the ending I chose, um, was based off of my romance with one of the nomad characters. Um, so I got the nomads to help me at the end of the game, right? <clears throat> so before you take off on the final mission, there's like a party out in the desert with the nomads. Oh, whoa, spoilers. Where you join the nomads, right? <clears throat> and the nomads in the game are um, a collectivist society, right? They exist outside of Night City. Um, you know, they don't they have a kind of a flat hierarchy, you know, something you might call um, anarchy, right? Uh, during the, the, the night yeah, party mission, though, uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a fellow with a guitar, and you can ask him to play Samurai, which is Keanu Reeves' band in the game. And he says... Um, no, I've got no time for anarchy. Tonight is about unity. And I was like, yes, that, that these sweaty nerds in Poland, that is their understanding of uh, political oh, ideology, isn't it? <laughs> I don't... Oof. Mm. Because all, I guess we can get into the idea that you, anarchy and unity are completely separate ideas. Nope, if you really want a, to, but nope, it doesn't seem about, like it's, it is. Anarchy is completely about collectivism. <laughs> Uh, the the it's basically you see it in all sorts of media, even Paul, the political pundits and people talking about anarchy. They just use it as a synonym for chaos. Well, I mean, because that's what I mean. Like kids in high school, that's what they used it for. That's what everybody's understanding of anarchy is. Yeah, but that's you like, mean that's like a so juvenile. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what do you expect? Well, there's well, there's, everything is the lowest common denominator. Yeah, but people, educated people, use it specifically to detract from what anarchy actually is. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's know, why anarchists got to figure out a new name or some shit. I don't know. There's like no way to, to to divorce yourself from the mainstream collective idea of what anarchy is. You know, at this point, I just basically which I, is just I a just, circle with an A through it, and you throw a a bomb, a fire bomb through someone's window or some shit. That's basically whatever people's understanding of the anarchy. I, I mean, direct action is a big part of anarchy, but um, I don't know. I guess mostly just make fun of uh, people that don't know what it is. That's fun to do. I'll just do that. But uh, throughout the whole game, they keep referring to Count Reeves' character as an anarchist. And basically, he's anti-capitalist, but but he doesn't have any other anarchist beliefs. He's like an egoist or an absurdist, which is totally fine. Like Max Stirner, who basically, he came from anarchy and sort of created egoism. I guess that kind of makes sense, but that just makes you an asshole, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, also, Keon Reeves um, doesn't put in a great performance, but he does grow on you towards the end. That's, <laughs> that's, that's fucking Keanu Reeves in a fucking nutshell. Yeah, you're like, well, that, I guess it was fun hanging out with Keanu. Uh, and the, some of the writing is good. They do have um, some good side quests, and they do hit some very interesting emotional beats with like some of the side characters you can get close to. I noticed they didn't change the dialogue or the writing for the final like friendly missions you can have with people that are would be potential romantic interests if you weren't the gender you were. So I mentioned last week there's Judy Alvarez who's a lesbian character in the game. But you can still just keep doing missions and get close to her and be friends, right? And you go on the last mission with her where you uh dive down into like a, a reservoir where the town she grew up in used to be, but it was flooded by a corporation, you know, setting up a dam and um, all the dialogue and interaction and stuff is still like super um, romantic, even though, you know, it's just a, oh, it's like friend love. friendly. It should be a friendly excursion sort of thing, but I just, they could have recorded different dialogue or different delivery, you know, never run out of time. Yeah. But it's not, 
and then the other one is um so imagine the character i'm playing as is basically me if i lived in the cyberpunk world right i'm out there killing cops like helping the gangs and just, you know trying to be a, an anarchist oh, what fun. force cop mission did you did you go on well one of the um side characters you can be friends with who's a romantic option if you're a female v is a detective and i didn't realize it at first when i first started hanging out with him and then, oh he's a detective and i was like well i'll finish the mission anyways then he gets kicked off the force and you get to go on like a kind of creepy like serial killer hunt with him so i was like oh i'll keep doing that because like fucking that'll be fun anyways and then the final mission like he's this big buff like handsome like black dude right who's tough as shit he's a cop and then my character theoretically would be me or a big buff handsome dude who kills cops and is just angry all the time but our final mission together is we go and have dinner at the trailer park with his family and he takes me up to the water tower and we share our feelings and shit and i was like are we gonna kiss (laughs) (laughs) we bang now okay (laughs) yeah okay let's go okay yeah that's what i mean is like they didn't eat, alter it at all for like the different outcomes. Like so. they got the, the, the non-romantic options are very yeah. slightly different from the romantic. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, man, I don't know if this would ever happen in real life. You know what I mean? Like the way it plays out. Like this is, I was like, this is like pretty romantic. I've like stayed up doing cocaine with like gang members, and they've like, it's gotten kind of intimate, but like not to that extent. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's it kind of strange. And then same thing with the Judy Alvarez. There's a a, a very um, a romantic and physically intimate night I shared with a lesbian friend on New Year's one time. So I get it's all in the realm of possibility, but mostly it's just like I don't know. It's just kind of strange that they didn't alter the writing at all. Mm, Someone say lazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, like not a lot of time or effort put into this futuristic cyberpunk game, the RPG of our generation. Oh, yeah, and then also it's, like, not c- cyberpunk at all. It's just fucking, that's all. Oh, damn, someone got some cyberpunk dressing on my standard video game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's got, like, a robot arm. Yeah, it's all superficial pastiche, like I figured it would be. And then th- they only use the cyberpunk element for, like, plot contrivances. You know what I mean? Oh, we got to have Johnny Silverhand in it because we hired Keanu Reeves. Oh, there'll be a, a spooky um memory stick you put in your head you know what i mean like it doesn't address like transhumanism or what does it mean to be an individual or how can you find freedom in such an oppressive society is there you know i mean none of the tropes of cyberpunk are like actually in the game except for uh robot arms (laughs) guns that can shoot around corners yeah well robot arms are his favorite part of cyberpunk that and like you know androids And also uh, 3D advertisements. Yeah, I was thinking even the like um the two Blade Runner movies are they they kind of skirt around a lot of the politics of cyberpunk already. You know what I mean? Sorry, kind of soft cyberpunk, but at least like the whole concept of it is like, what does it mean to be human? You know what I mean? Like, can you are replicants human? Can you create humanity? Can you create a lot? You know. Yeah. Well, at least there's something. Yeah, there's something there. The Cyberpunk 27 is just like, damn, glad to get out of that fucking shitty city. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, well, you know, good for Hideo Kojima. He's he's still got the best Cyberpunk game that was ever made. 
several of them. I'm yeah, really, well, I haven't really only considered Snatcher as like a real Snatcher Punk game, but like even Metal Gear, like we talked about, or Death Stranding is, or yeah, Death Stranding is a little bit. Not. I haven't still played that Death Stranding yet. Maybe, uh, maybe after Christmas, we'll Death Stranding is still like, yeah, like I'm Death Stranding is great, it's 10 times better than Cyberpunk. I, I just can you imagine utilizing the medium to enforce your storytelling? Man, it's like. Maybe someday video games will be art. So far, there's only been like two of them, and Kojima made them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, mean, yeah. I, I really like uh, Super Mario Brothers three, and I'll have no word against it. That's pretty cyberpunk if you think about it. <laughs> the movie they made was cyberpunk. <laughs> Oddly enough, yeah, right. It's strange, huh? Weird. Oh, that's my final thoughts on cyberpunk. Is just, are we gonna kiss now? <laughs> We bang now, okay? <laughs> we bang now? To get ahead of it, I'm not opposed to banging either character, Judy, the lesbian, or a big, tough, super straight cop man. I'll bang him, too. No, no, you can't bang a cop. You, what are you, you little Wayne? He was kicked off the force. I, he, I'm thinking I can date a cop. Yeah. <laughs> now, this guy, he's kicked off the force because he cared too much about uh, getting rid of corruption. He's I'm real think one. I can get a pardon. Yeah. <laughs> He's a real you're a real one for that, uh River. His name is River. I've uh I've read some stories online of some some cops that tried to um point out corruption and, and uh it doesn't turn out well. They get desaparecido. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah. They call for backup and no one shows is <laughs> what it comes down to. They get shipped around to a different um team. Mm-hmm. Um that for some people they don't know. And then when they call for backup, no one shows up. That's what you get. Thin blue line. Oh, super thin. Protect the blo- brotherhood or whatever. But blue lives matter. The brotherhood of evil humans. I don't know what blue lives, ma- blue lives are, but they matter, all right. Smurfs. Oh, fuck. Papa, you know what? You're right. Jokey Smurf, Papa Smurf. Those are the only things I can think of that are born blue. Night elves. Maybe they're talking about night elves. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck those guys. Dark elves. A horde for life. <laughs> oh, you know what else I watched? I watched uh, uh, Rise of Sky- Skywalker finally. Oh, God. Was it as awful as I remember? It's pretty bad. It's like they're careening out of control from one plot contrivance to another at breakneck speed, but <laughs> somehow it's still boring. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't know how they did it. <laughs> I was getting whiplash, but I was also bored as hell. <laughs> and they're like, hey, it's Lando. <laughs> I'm like super emotional again though, so towards the end, I, it made me cry. Star Wars made me cry. That's how emotional I am lately. It mostly uh, is just when um Leia dies and her body doesn't fade away until Kylo also dies, and I was like, oh, motherhood. <laughs> um, I was trying to think. There's some parts in there that I kind of like. You know, I don't know. I was thinking a lot about Star Wars recently because I, obviously last week we pinched. I was too because uh, the tales of the outer yeah. realm. Because you pitched that, and then I watched Rise of Skywalker, and I was like, man, I can make a good Star Wars movie, I think, like, legitimately. Because, like, all the big emotions and stuff are there. Like, if you do it sincerely, you could make, like, serious shit, I think. That's what I mean. You just got to be earnest with it. Um, like, it's a crazy, weird sci-fi story, right? Mm-hmm. But you will, there's also human elements to it. Absolutely. Um, the, the thing I couldn't come back to is, like, there is, like, a story you can make out of the entire nine movies 
Well, you... no, I was thinking when I watched Rise of Skywalker, the sequel trilogy should have been focused around Kylo Ren because then it would have mirrored both Anakin and Luke. You know what I mean? I know, like, that's oh, controversial, not controversial, but like, oh, well, why does it have to be a man again? I, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a man. They can make Kylo Ren a woman or whatever, but his arc is the only interesting aspect of the new trilogy and they didn't plan it out at all so it's just a huge mess but well my whole um, thing too is like the whole second movie um the only interesting part is the luke and ray and kylo ren part and yeah. they don't really do any, anything interesting with finn or poe or rose or leia none of, none of those characters are interesting at all i don't know like <laughs> Finn could be interesting or it or, could or, be but he's not he was sort of interesting in the, in the force awakens so i like i don't know it's, uh, like the last Jedi, he's not interesting, and then the Rise of Skywalker, it's like, well, he's here again. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. The problem here's my, is here's my, here's what I would do with with the Last Jedi. Like, I wouldn't have made. Uh, I would have done like a juxtaposition between the training that Ray gets from Luke, and I would have done because like the, clearly they're trying to imply that Finn is Force sensitive, right? By the end of the yeah. Rise of Skywalker, I would have just supposed that with he would have been trained by Leia. Yeah, that would have been fine. That would have been way more interesting than whatever the fuck they did with the B and C plots in um, the Last Jedi. And like part of it is that he, uh, Rianne was Johnson was was kind of um, shoehorned into um, starting off right at the end of Force Awakens. By the way, JJ Abrams wrote it, but you can you could write around that bullshit. Yeah, Ryan Johnson's also a good writer. Every every other one of his movies is well good. <laughs> Why is the Last Jedi not? You know what I mean. It's not bad. It's just it's the best of the new trilogy by yeah. far. But I guess it's, it's just, just like, like I don't give a shit about the again. I don't give a shit about Finn or Poe or Rose or Admiral or Hodor or whatever the fuck her name is. And yeah, some of the best stuff is in Last Jedi. Like Ray shouldn't be Palpatine's granddaughter. She should just be whoever Jedi. I, the whole concept of Jedi bloodlines and like the restrictiveness they've created with Jedi shit is like so fucking boring. Right and and it's it's oh, really I, it was watched, tied to the only to the Skywalker family specifically in the original trilogy. So I don't I don't understand why that's like oh now there's a Palpatine bloodline too. I'm like what yeah. the fuck? I also watched fucking the Mandalorian, which also felt the need to shoe him shoehorn in some fucking stupid Jedi bullshit too with <laughs> Rosario Dawson's character. Like I've seen power like this before. He's, he can't be trained because he loves you. Fucking Jedi are stupid as shit, aren't they? I fucking <laughs> hate the Jedi. Well, I mean, like, like goddamn lamest shit I ever heard. The whole um, crux of the. Uh, entire nine movies re- relies on Qui-Gon Jinn dying and so Anakin doesn't have a reliable like father figure I don't know like there's a there's something to be said the whole thing is that George Lucas is not a very good writer mm. um, and so he has a lot of good ideas that just aren't explored really well yeah and then the new trilogy was just not planned out at all that's the problem mm-hmm. oh also also give us a, a, a Star Wars show Mandalorian my favorite part they go to get uh, Bill Burr right his character and i'd love to see that they overthrew the evil empire just so that they could uh, exploit prison labor still awesome well i mean big those guys are all evil empires though you know what i mean big (laughs) thoughts big thoughts in the new republic it's okay they all got blown up in the force awakens yeah oh yeah and then um fucking uh bad cg luke skywalker shows up to stab her once (laughs) fucking uncanny luke skywalker yeah that was the worst and so grogu's gonna get killed by kylo ren in about 10 years right 
Uh, obviously, that's not going to next season. Grogu's going to come back. There's no uh, way they're not bringing Baby Yoda back. Also, how come Grogu can't talk? His vocal cords haven't developed yet. He's able to communicate. I, I don't fucking understand the yeah. inner workings of the Yodas. Yeah, that was bothering me when they did the episode with Rosario Dawson. I'm sorry for your Jedi character, stupid name is, but when they're having like it's a, a Sako Tano. I know this because my daughter loves her force conversations whatever say oh, okay if he has complex thoughts and stuff how come he's not able to express himself yoda can talk what the fuck he's a little baby boy <laughs> yeah it's like uh, how babies can do sign language but can't um speak oh yeah i guess <laughs> uh, it's just kind of whatever i just uh, i've come fanfic you right there yeah did you expanded universe <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was fucking bad and then the, the when luke shows up like there's a lot of nerds on you know like you finally luke looks like a tough guy and it's like all they did was film a shittier version of the darth vader hallway scene from rogue one it's shot so fucking badly i fucking hate tv why do they have to cut back from it eight times to show the react facial reactions of other characters who aren't even there to witness what's going on fucking tv shows you garbage should have been a single camera following luke as he went through the space station you don't have to show his face falling from behind fucking why do they hire these fucking lame-ass tv directors to do shit garbage (laughs) how dare you kyle this one's directed by uh, some some guy who did a movie once i think it's in a cut fucking in between two shots and then security cam footage and oh it's so fucking it's so terrible yeah i don't like the way it shot either i don't understand um there, I, you know honestly there's parts a couple parts a couple shots i like and uh it's surrounded by a bunch of bullshit no i could have filmed that scene cheaper and quicker and better <laughs> Yeah, I do. Uh, well, love- here's the thing: I don't understand why the whole Luke Skywalker thing is. I don't understand why they did the full CG. Why don't they do that face? Um, what the hell is it called now? Face replacement. That is what they did, isn't it? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's all CG. No, I think he's a real dude. That's just Luke's faces on it. Now, I've obviously, seen, I've seen better versions on Reddit. Yeah, the the scene without the face reveal is just some dude doing uh, Jedi karate. <laughs> Uh, at the outset of Force Awakens, when Disney picked up Star Wars, they did say they were going to commit to using like real sets and costumes and makeup and stuff. They have continued to do that, and a lot of it looks really good. So I will commend them on that. That is like a lot of the set design in Mandalorian shit is really fucking cool. Like sometimes it'll very clearly like look like a set, but it's like whatever. It's still way better it's than set. CG. Yeah. Yeah. And the fucking sometimes they even shoot on location. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy shit, George. George, do you ever think about that? George Lucas shoot on location. I'm gonna put it, there's like a I'm gonna put some blue carpet here and like a green curtain. Is that right? Yeah, hey, uh, these uh, tennis balls. These are uh, that's your mom, and uh, that one is your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't shot on location since uh, the seventies. <laughs> Doing computers now to look. Good. Uh, you know, one day uh, this kind of shooting's gonna make uh, Ian McKellen cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure will. <laughs> you know what needs to be three movies the hobbit <laughs> oh, that's why you know it's so obvious why guillermo left that project Oof. well this podcast is um well it's technically now it's going to be called more news from nowhere i'm kyle 
Oh, we, we're, we're getting intros like 30 minutes in. I'm I'm Sean. All right. Uh, it's not all about Star Wars, but um, or Cyberpunk. We did the Star Wars. We did some Marvel shit, too. And we talked Cyberpunk <laughs> last Star week as well. Yeah, I've just been thinking about Star Wars. The Mandalorian sure ended up bad, in my opinion. <laughs> A lot of Star Wars showed up very prominently and very boringly suddenly in the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're going to a good clip. <laughs> it's all oh, Star Wars. Oh, fuck. Star Wars is here. Still. What do you think about Boba Fett? That's the real question. That's whatever he's got on their brains. That's cool, I guess. He, they, he immediately is just like a heroic figure now. They No redemption. Or I, I know he was just doing his job at one point, but like he was working for the Empire and shit. He's like not a nice guy. <laughs> I, well, the whole thing too is like a, anything for a buck. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, well, we made a deal that we the child would be returned to you safely. So now we got to do it. I was like, damn, that's pretty nice. The Boba Fett. <laughs> he'd be like, thanks for the <laughs> he, armor. He made a contract. I'm off to go have my own series. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on Jabba's palace? You know what? I'm king now. Yeah, so that's pretty lame. I think that's a way too quick face turn, but obviously he's got to have his own show where he does nice guy things, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he's running Jawa's Palace. He can't be that nice. He's going to be like uh, running Spice. Oh, is that which what is, the... is something that they stole from uh, Dune. I'm a you know, because uh, Han Solo made the Kessel Run in only some number of parsecs. And that I... was a Spice Run. Spice... Was it five? Eight. <laughs> was it? I don't remember what it is. We're gonna go. We're gonna twelve. Twelve par six. That, well, a baker's dozen of par six. That sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty. Par six. All right. What else you been up to? What else is going on in the the news and pop culture that you want to talk about? I mean, we can talk about Tom Tom Cruise and his explosion over COVID if you really want to. What more can be said? Um, he's not necessarily wrong, but he is Tom Cruise, and it's not exactly his job to fucking yell at everyone. <laughs> No, no. I, Tom Cruise is master of the universe. He's the he's excised all his thetans at this point. Yeah. Well, I so mean, that's what's so intolerable about Tom Cruise is he does walk around as if he's like fucking God's gift. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shouldn't he not worry about COVID? If anybody on the crew gets COVID, should he not expunge it with his magic Scientology? He can't. Well, no, he should be able to, right? He's at the level where he's like a healer and shit, I think. I believe so, right? He should just lay hands. Yeah. I don't so, know if that's what they do in Scientology. Kinda, it's almost maybe they like, headbutt or something. It's almost like he doesn't believe it, and maybe it's just a, a money-making operation for him. Hmm. And maybe he just likes the power. Hmm. Interesting. This is the one that gives us banned by Scientology. <laughs> Fuck Scientology. Come at me. Come and get me. Come up and get me. I got a machine gun. <laughs> he He doesn't. <laughs> nah, I'm too scared to own a weapon because you know who will suffer from it. Me. <laughs> Statistically. Yep. Or your yep. loved ones. Yep. Either no. or. I guarantee, based on my mental history, it's more likely that I'll be eating the gun. <laughs> well, this podcast took a dark turn. Let's talk about how shitty Scientology is. Scientology, it's stupid. Scientology. It's so bad, and it's so commonly known to be bad, it's almost boring to talk about it at this point. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, let's just fucking... It's like American politics to me now. It's, it's <laughs> so obviously stupid. I don't like, even want to talk do? about it. Yeah, it's like, man, burn it down or something. Get back to me when everyone's killing each other in the streets. 
then uh then i think we should also talk about another serious subject and that's uh that's hashtag save our children you know all the child traffic that's going on out there in the world well there is a lot of child trafficking but what does that hashtag do yeah <laughs> nothing at all uh uh, also, statistically, child trafficking is not really that large of a fucking problem in the United States. I don't know why all these people are like, oh, my God, I was at Target and a man followed me. He's going to try to steal my boy. Like, for goddamn, use common sense for two seconds. If all these fucking blue-eyed, blonde-haired motherfuckers are getting snatched up at Target's and your, your fucking local Michael's store, yeah. uh, you would hear about it on the goddamn news. Because the news is all about money. You know what sells? Missing white kids. Yeah, no shit. Like I remember when I was a kid, a little girl fell down a well, and that was a national news story for like two fucking months. Yeah, it's got to be white kids though. Problem is though, um, the, the the people that are getting child trafficked aren't little white kids, right? But the, the but what you see online is all these fucking Instagram videos of all these little white kids and all these little white moms being scared about child yeah. trafficking at the goddamn targets. Yeah, that's like white woman shit, though, right? Is they're always uh. Not I, I so first off, not to um disregard how dangerous it is to be woman in the United States, etc. But the suburban middle class and upper white women are always just so personally afraid of anything in the world and have to make it solely about them when it's actually not an issue that is affecting their community. I guess that's my thoughts on it right it's not even necessarily white women too i've uh, i mean at, at my one of my many jobs i've seen plenty of videos where it's um middle-aged or you know mi- upper middle class white men talking about oh you know i was at uh i was at uh the uh the local uh fast pro home shop. depot and yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a man followed me and my 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 daughter around for several minutes and then, and then the, when i went out to my car there was a white van next park next to mine oh my god fucking damn it like this this is not happening you fucking crazy people it's like the new satanic panic is what you're saying that's exactly what i'm saying i think we've pointed yeah. this out many times well, people just love to be scared that's exactly like there's no you can't get your thrills anywhere else in life that you have to manifest this bullshit i there's plenty of else to be fearful of guys well, yeah, the fucking you could get in a car accident, go bankrupt, and not be able to feed your family. That's much more likely. Not worried about that shit, are you? Not worried about that shit happening to your neighbor. You know, it's happening all over the goddamn place right now. So yeah, these people are just they manifest this trauma that's like so. It's if, like they can't deal with the reality of um, how mundane everything. Is. <laughs> yeah, the the mundane malignance of society isn't enough for him. It's got to be like action movie. <laughs> you have the yeah. It's got to be excitable. That's like the white conspiracy theories are so popular too. Is the same thing. Is oh, it's exciting if you know it's like it's like an action movie and makes the solution seem bigger and but easier at the same time, right? Rather than it just being the malignant corruption of humanity and capitalism and all these insurmountable things <laughs> concepts that you can't battle directly. It's like, well, what if they were just psychic children eating vampires? Then we could stop them somehow. Well, they're not. They're just shitty people that want power and money, and they have it, and they control you. What are you going to do? I guess get mad at immigrants and stuff, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll work. Uh, No, Kyle. JFK Jr. is here to save us. Yeah. Oh, he's coming in in his private plane. Oh, he's crashing again. (laughs) (laughs) He's crashing around in the White House. Oh, by God. I mean, that inbreeding, you can't be a great pilot if you're that inbred, I don't think. 
Uh, Kyle, you're not that handsome if you're that inbred. Sure you are up to a point. <laughs> what? I, I've seen the, the future king of England. <laughs> yeah, they have what's that jaw called? The uh where my red teeth recede into my thyroid gland. Yeah, there's a specific name for it that comes from like Catherine the Great's descendants where they have um that elongated jaw. What's it called? There's a the name bird of their mouth. F- it's mouth. the name of their family. Oh, Windsor? No, that's the oh, English the line. Yeah. Oh, Catherine the Great. That's yeah, uh, um, uh Royal Jaw Deformity. It's called the Habsburg Jaw. Oh. Yeah. The Spanish Habsburg dynasty. So yeah, Catherine the Great's descendants and shit. Or I guess she would have been a descendant of the Habsburgs. But anyway, by Catherine the Great, I mentioned specifically because she's the grandmother of uh, the King of England, the Kaiser of Germany, the King of uh, what France and Spain. <laughs> she's so she caused World War One. She's the grandmother of all the combatants of World War One. <laughs> I, I always found her fucking hilarious. <laughs> it is really funny. Um, uh, probably not really common knowledge they don't really teach that in in, uh in elementary school no because it's almost like they want you to think that there's some some sort of uh maybe spiritual or well i mean she was not she was not uh she was not um um why can't i remember the president of the united states you know the racist one Woodrow, uh, all of them. Yeah, Wilson. <laughs> Woodrow. Woodrow Wilson, but also yeah, she all was of not. Them. <laughs> well, specifically, Woodrow Wilson was a particularly yeah. uh, particular racist, even by American standards. Yeah. Well, I just think it, it goes into propaganda around war in general. Is where for some reason we try to constantly make it seem like there's a some esteemable nature to making war, when really it always is just these elites having little bickers and sending everyone else out to die so i don't if you've read anything about vietnam i think you you're mistaken oh yeah that was <laughs> of course that was, I, you uh, need to read about the gulf of tunkin incident <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you this, stupid idiot those, those are dignified wars of course that's uh what's that francois fenelon the uh, archbishop he's, he's got that quote where it's um all wars are civil wars because all men are brothers Ooh. Uh, i think that's a that's a good quote is it though yeah war I, war doesn't seem to be the natural state of things i disagree well, i don't the, think it's an accident in a natural state i just think it's it is a natural state of the like, conflict is natural yeah but not to the, the the extent it operates in in war though and it's usually not for it's just a really hyper extension of of it's capitalism. just uh, the <laughs> well, a war existed before capitalism. Now, I guess before they had a name for it, but Rome definitely was um, a capitalist society, right? <laughs> I mean, like what the Rome exi- war existed before Rome. I guess, where where do you consider the existence of capitalism? I guess if you consider like uh, the Babylons, the Sumerians. Yeah, as soon as we, as soon as we stopped, just you know, hanging out, hunter gathering. <laughs> man if that's you, if that's what you want to take us back to we, we are fucked because no one's no one's following you there <laughs> well there's a uh, anarcho primitivism is uh basically that's the thought yeah yeah i get it but you know good luck <laughs> yeah, I, you, you can 70 get... 70 fucking million people just voted for donald trump you want to work the I, could, I could get a, a community of like-minded individuals oh, a small community, yeah, community of, yeah a community of 10 people <laughs> no like oh, 70 <laughs> from all over the world 
<laughs> nah, from mostly like Austin, Texas. <laughs> Maybe Portland. <laughs> you don't want the Portlands. Actually, most of my coolest friends uh, have all have gone to Oregon. Not necessarily Portland, but seems like that's the Arizona thing to do. You know, like on the East Coast, people on the East Coast like, well, got to get to New York. Then I'll make it big. I feel like out here, it's like, got to get to Oregon. And um, I grew up in the fucking, Bay Area. I don't give a fuck. Well, yeah, that's my feeling about it, too. But, like, people out here have been, got to get to Oregon and fucking be a trimmer Maybe for the girl because we do know one, one person that, I know one person in particular that went out to Oregon. Well, yeah, no, I'm being legit. I know, like, a dozen people who moved to Oregon. And it was, like, yeah, legitimately, like, all the coolest, chillest people I knew. Bullshit. Yeah, weird. I'm not saying Oregon is the coolest place ever. I don't think it is. I'm from the Bay Area. I think like fucking Vallejo is the coolest place ever. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, Stockton. Yeah. But like, I mean, for some reason, there's a draw here around this this region of the country where it's like, you know, things will be better in Oregon if I can live above a cafe and uh, work at a fucking milk farm. No one ever really, really liked the Trailblazers. You know, I don't even care when like Pippen was there or Clyde the Glide. What Fuck Damian him. Lillard? <laughs> what he's from <laughs> Bay Area. <laughs> yeah, but is he there now? No, because he they sent him to Portland. <laughs> ah, that's uh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Interessante. Well, speaking of war, um, it's Christmas time. Uh, remember the <laughs> yeah, Chris- Christmas truce of nineteen <laughs> fourteen? Yeah, for the one year they did it. Yeah, like no, 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 no. We can't have our soldiers commiserating anymore. Yeah, they might realize that they're men. They might realize that all war are civil wars because all men are brothers. Oh Ooh. shit! Deep oh, shit. I, that's how it started. They were just singing like Christmas songs, and there everyone was like, "Hey, we celebrate Christmas too." And then like, "Hey, you know what? Let's fucking party." <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what humans really want to do is they want to get together and party. They don't want to get together and make war. They want you can like get in fights and shit, right? That's an important part of partying in my experience. But like, you don't. As says the man who's been stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've only been stabbed once, but I've had a knife pulled on me multiple times. So there you go. If people don't really want to stab, <laughs> they just want to threaten with knife. One time I was at a party and um, we had to wrestle the gun out of a guy's hand. And he shot the floor. And I knew someone that was uh, shot in the leg um, and then refused to tell the cops because uh, it wasn't a big deal. I was just trying to break up a fight. Yeah, no snitching. We didn't call the cops. We just kicked that guy out and kept his gun. That's how it's done. And then we kept partying. <laughs> everyone was <laughs> everyone. Not everyone. Like those of us that were involved, make sure not to get too fucked up, though, because the rest of the night is a little bit like uh he might well, come back with another yeah. guy. <laughs> or like, what if he comes back with his cousins? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, like, all right, everyone don't get too fucked up. Yeah, yeah well, I'm going to uh, clearly a different story because I'm like, oh, that's my cue to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, not me. <laughs> that's my cue to party harder. I- I've done enough good deeds for my life. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need to prove anything else. I-, I didn't have anything to prove. I just wanted to keep partying. <laughs> I wanted to keep hanging out with the homies. Just having a good time, having a good time, having a good time. You know how people are always, um, I, I, I recalled this because I, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast about uh, New Year's Eve I had specifically before. But, you know, people are always like, man, New Year's Eve always sucks. It's always bullshit, blah, blah, blah. 
I've had fun at like house parties, but never like going out anywhere. Oh yeah, no, no. But I just like the only time I went out for New Year's was like the year I was like twenty two and we went to Flagstaff and after that it was like never again. But I the majority of like my adult New Year's been fucking lit. I've had a great New Year's. I don't know what everyone was talking about. Obviously going out sucks, but like fucking ninety percent of my adult New Year's had the time of my life. Yeah, me too. Like last New Year's, oh man, we played Jenga and Boggle and uh I think I was taught the kids how to play Moncala. Oof. I was sick. Play last, Mario Kart. <laughs> last New Year's, I was sick. I didn't do anything. Didn't do nothing. I probably, I don't know if I was awake for midnight, but the year before <sighs> that, or maybe it was the year before that, I don't know. Time doesn't make sense anymore. After you get past 30, it's like, I don't know. Was it my I 20s? I don't remember how old I am. <laughs> yeah. Was it my 20s or was it last year? Well, man, that was, man, crazy New Year's. Doing lots of cocaine. Uh, that's another thing about cyberpunk too that i'll bring up now they um uh obviously since it's supposed to be like future la bay area kind of thing the uh they try to no, utilize you get those are two separate areas yeah but they like they're trying to make some but um they they try to throw in a little quite a bit of um chicano culture and man let me tell you these polish nerds don't understand chicano culture if you can believe it <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm shocked i'm not even sure i understand it and i grew up in the bay area <laughs> yeah. yeah it's pretty it's pretty bad they call it the <laughs> and i remember a, a rule at our school that you had to either have all of your buttons undone or 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 none of them un- all of them done or none of them done yeah you couldn't do the top button thing yeah that sucks too because that's a fucking fire ass look but um they, they you your your friend dies like pretty early into the game in cyberpunk and he's a uh, Chicano man. Hector? No, his name is Jackie. And his oh, last name is Wells. Mistake. Too, which I, I guess it's, well, it's Jackita, right? And then you call his mama, and, like, there's a series of quests, and then you have to go to his, like, funeral. And they keep calling his funeral the, uh, we're going to have an ofrenda, which is, like, that's not the word for funeral. That's, like, a specific, you know, it's, like, the altar. Uh, like, well, you come come to the ofrenda? And it's like, well, well like maybe. what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> i guess they might kneel before it yeah i'll go look at it <laughs> i'll stand by it um the quest leading up to it is cool that you get to go through your friend's like garage and like look at his personal items while his like girlfriend's there and like that's one of the good writing parts of it in my opinion is like the they really hit the emotional beats you're actually kind of like man i miss my friends but then they just keep oh you go you got to come to the old friend <laughs> so, well that's It'll be there at the funeral. <laughs> I don't know why. And it's like, I don't know if they have them at like regular ass funerals. I thought it was like for Dia de los Muertos. I'm calling someone up. <laughs> <I'm gonna> say, <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. I'm gonna text my friend, <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet at some Polish video game makers yeah. who are already depressed about the, <laughs> the meta game critic rating. <laughs> Yeah, and but the, the, the that, with their fucking CEO. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my complaints fall on them too, though. Like you, like that, like fucking, you couldn't have done. Yeah, you do some research. Yeah, like come on, like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's your fault. <laughs> you made the game. Yeah, you like fucked me, that up. Talk to someone with the last name Rodriguez for two seconds. Yeah, do something. Shit, it's on the internet too, right? They could have just Google it. <laughs> that is true. Uh, oh well. <laughs> 
Man, fuck, it took him billions of dollars in like a decade to make that game. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> video still wasn't fucking finished. Video games, what a <laughs> joke. Like, video games are straight up like the lowest form of low art. Like, <laughs> How dare you, sir? The just... lowest form of low art is poop comics. <laughs> I guess. It's like fucking $500 million to make The Last of Us 2, and it's basically an episode of The Walking Dead. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oof, what a world we live in. <laughs> They're just and not the fucking they have like so many fucking Star Wars and Marvel and streaming. I know, and that's, that's what I'm saying. That. Try to get me in on that. I don't yeah, need some money. It's that's what I was my way. Say. They're throwing Tales money. from the Alarin. Marvel's Everywhere. Midtown High. I got a Spider-Man show. I got a Star Wars show. I, I'll pitch them yeah. all. I'll pitch all kind of shows. And I was like, What do you need? Going over like the movies I missed in 2020, trying to catch up on them, making a list and stuff. And like, there's people are making movies all over the place. Like, fucking give me a little bit of money to make a movie. Netflix, You're just throwing <laughs> money out to people make bad horror movies. Let me make a good one. Most people won't I'll like let me it. Make but... a bad one. I don't give a shit. Yeah, most people won't like it, but maybe David Cronenberg will. <laughs> That's who I'm making movies for. The two Davids. <laughs> I make movies for the two Davids, Lynch and Cronenberg. <laughs> if I could just be on his weather, his his weather show, <laughs> just, you need to know what the weather's going to be like in person. Uh, along that vein, what do you want me to pitch you this week? I got I got options? more models midtime. I did not write again much like last week. I wrote none of this down. Also, I'm 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 much drunker than I was last week. You always like send me notes. Um, for the podcast and i'm like sounds pretty good and then we only end up getting to like three of them i know i have fucking sometimes i re-add the notes from what i did the, the previous week what do you want you got, i got more marvelous mitts on high i got my railroad and railroad and werewolves hmm. or i got a superman pitch i was gonna do more research on all of these and i did not i want to christmas know. coming up and i got i got i got presents to wrap i got room to drink this is i got spiced rum um, it is. What's that? Added? Buttered rum? Isn't that what you drink at Christmas time or some shit? Buttered rum? Isn't that what it is? What was the shit um, Grandpa used to drink? Tom and Jerry's with rum? Fucking brandy is what you drink. Yeah, no, I meant like Christmas time, but yeah. <laughs> Eggnog and brandy. <laughs> <laughs> or just actually just brandy. Oh, shit. His grandpa's special brandy. I hope, is, uh, uh, <laughs> special I hope eggnog. To, uh, I hope there's uh, no coronavirus next year because I, after Christmas this year, I'm going to make aged eggnog mm. and we'll sit in my refrigerator for an entire year. And the next Christmas, you and I can drink it. Does it ferment and become alcoholic? Uh, well, no, you add alcohol to it. It's like 30% alcohol. Well, an eggnog? And, and the rest is eggs and milk and shit and sugar. Oh, and then it just becomes like eggnog? Right. Thanks, Alan Brown. Cool. That's um. Uh, what's that dude on the internet who it's alive? You know, Brad Leone. He's always like um fermenting shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I this is straight up from a Alton Brown recipe from Good Eats, or maybe not from Good Eats, but uh, it's but definitely Alton Brown. Brown. Yeah, Alton Brown's pretty cool. I don't know if he's as cool as Brad Leone, but he's pretty. Cool. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I also restarted um because uh Amazon finally had rye flour come back in stock because started making the, bread again. Yeah, but what the hell? <laughs> the pandemic started and everybody started being depressed along with me. But yeah, rye well, flour is back in stock, so my uh, my sourdough starter is back up. Yancey yeast died over the um, the pandemic, unfortunately. 
but I have restarted and I got Yentl yeast now. Yentl yeast. Well, it's because the pandemic's, pandemic's over. That's why you can get so much dry flour now. <laughs> yeah, pandemic's over as we cruise into, um, from what health experts I follow on Twitter are saying, potentially 6,000 deaths a year in January or 6,000 deaths a day in January. Oof. Well, you know what's great about that is you can finally forget about September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> because it's happening every day yep never forget mm, i think i will me too fuck them i think i will seems as though life doesn't matter right pete davidson fuck your dad <laughs> oh no his whole career <laughs> <laughs> or maybe cut that i don't know fuck him <laughs> no pete davidson's all right but fuck him you're on a saturday night live you fucking loser but you seem like a cool guy I'll, I'll be on Saturday Night Live. How much are they paying those cats these days? Not very much, I'm sure. More than I make, 100%. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're making a minimum wage. I, I, I make, no, Kyle, I make between $12 and $17 an hour, depending on what job I do. Jesus. I right, $17 a whole, 17 whole dollars an hour. Anyways, um, Railroad and Werewolves, uh, Marvelous Midtown High, or the Superman pitch. Uh, werewolves, werewolves, railroad and werewolves, the horror at Gray Creek. Where's Gray Creek at? I don't know. It's all made up. You got to figure this is like alternate uh, history uh, of of the Americas. So it's after alternate Civil War. So it's Um, like cowboy times. Yeah, obviously it's cowboy times. This is this was going to be railroad our, times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was going to be our Dungeons and Dragons campaign that we're probably never going to play because of uh, of COVID at this point. Yep. Um, um, and there's this whole <laughs> just never see your kids again. <laughs> <laughs> there was this whole backstory I have with the, the sheriff at, at Gray Creek and what, what happened with him, and me will write that up as like a, a story at some point. Um, but the the way it, the way it would work is you would um. You would arrive at dead end, the last the last stop on the railroad. End of the line. That's end of the line. Say. Right. And then uh you take a short ride to Great Creek. And something uh-huh. horrible has happened at Great Creek recently. There's a the sheriff is gone. There's they're looking for a new sheriff. The last one died recently. And really the town split between like uh uh two factions. There's um Shit, I don't remember the, the the lady's name or the the dude's name. As a matter of fact, at this point, but uh, there was like a kind of um, a gypsy Eastern European woman yeah, on one side of the town, and like I mean, the, really the town was Romani, Romani, yeah, essentially. Yeah, um, gypsy's a slur. <laughs> oh Jesus, Romani. you know me and my slurs. Yeah. And on the other yeah, side, Jimbo Sullivan. <laughs> and then on the other side, the Irish kind of gypsy. <laughs> yeah, but a real piker. Tinkers. <laughs> uh, no, the other side was going to be like a more kind of straight-laced type fella. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, and essentially the, uh, the emphasis of it is that there's uh, a mayor election coming up. Uh, the old mayor left to become like some cabinet member in the governor of the territory's um, cabinet. You know, he's going to be some p- important figure. And so there's a mayor election coming up for these U- Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> um, I mean, again, it's an alternate history, so it's uh, not a Ulysses not, F. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Ulysses D. <laughs> no. Gronto. <laughs> Odysseus F. Grant. <laughs> Doing real Greek shit. Yeah. Well, that Ulysses is the Roman version of Odysseus. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm turning yeah. it around. 
I'm telling the audience because obviously they're not as well read as we <laughs> you, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Goddamn <laughs> roofs. Country roofs. Anyways, where was I? Any, yeah, so the mayor has left town. Um, there's something horrible that's happened recently in the town and the sheriff is, you know, has, has died in some ter- tragic manner. So they're looking for a new sheriff. One side of the, the, the street is run by, you know, this, this Jibbo Sullivan. Um, and, and she, you know, there she's into like gambling and, um, you know, prostitution and Wait, all kind of shit. Her name is Sullivan. No, I was just, I was doing a, a snatch thing. Oh, I was um, like, she is, so she is a traveler or she, <laughs> I, I, I guess I could do, I haven't, re, I could do it either way at this point. Yeah. And uh, the other, and, you know, all the, all the kind of shit you like. Um, the other guy is, is also in the she, CD shit, but he like uh, puts a veneer of uh, class, respectability yeah. and class upon it. He's got the finest top hats from New York City. <laughs> right. And then there, so you got to figure the town is basically T-shaped. So there's one side is run by this woman. The other side is run by the dude. And then the um, the neutral side is, you know, there's like some um, dry goods stores. There's like the old sheriff station. There's where the mayor's, uh, the, the town hall would be. There's like a church there. So, you know, you have like a preacher in town. You have like the old deputy. Deputy dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really, the um, the whole hidden secret of the town is that there's this cult that operates outside of of town, and that's what happened with the sheriff. He um, he was investigating this cult, and he stopped them from doing something, and they killed him. Well, I was thinking it'd be a horrible like cow fart accident where you got trapped in the barn and methane. Yeah, there's methane everywhere. He <laughs> said, "Oh heavens, oh, I can't breathe." My soul the stank. <laughs> the, the methane stank. The cow stank. <laughs> and they couldn't bury his body because he stank too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they set the whole barn afire. Yeah, just burn it, it down. Exploded. The stank was too much. And the, what? So if it was D and D campaign, it would be your job to defeat the cult, or could you join the cult? Yeah, I mean that's so you're, that's kind of your decision. You can really the um the way it would be set up is you drive in town and you kind of have the option of either working from one side or the other or kind of remaining neutral. Um, and then as you go further in, there's some Native American tribes, and everybody in town is suspicious of them because obviously they think they're they're the ones that killed the sheriff and responsible for all the, like the strange disappearances and, and murders. And it also start with like a kind of like a ticking clock at the beginning of the campaign. Uh, I mean, it would say like, you know, uh, I think 31 days to the massacre. Don't the last day we haven't solved shit because it's done. Ah, fuck. Try to seduce everybody. Nothing's worked. <laughs> we own all the, we, we bought all the healing potions in town and we've solved nothing. <laughs> Killed an old man. What's going on? <laughs> Railroad, where, where do the werewolves come in? Is the cult well? I mean, the, the cult is essentially they're the it's they're um lichens, lichens, um, and they're uh they're worshiping uh a demon like a, a wolf, a wolf or a like a werewolf, maybe kind of demon. I have to do some research in that part of it. Mm. Next week, I'm gonna have a pitch. What's it gonna be about? I don't know, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna think of it. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas <laughs> pitch. Christmas pitch. Oh, I guess this is, this is technically the Christmas episode of this podcast. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. I think it's Hanukkah over yet. I think <laughs> Hanukkah's over. No, it's got it. It didn't start until like the tenth, right? One, two. Yeah, it's eight days, right? 
Oh, yes. Eight crazy nights. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah, my, my Jewish friends. I hope it was a good one. Yeah. Uh, it's been a rough year for everyone. You may spend so many riddles and you got some, some gold coins. And ooh, Oh, man, I could go for a lot right Yeah, latkes are good. <laughs> a little bit of the matzo ball soup, please. And your finest pickles. <laughs> I only know Jewish delis. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got other food, but it's the deli food. <laughs> it's the deli food for me. Uh, this is basically how I feel about Italians. I got I got pasta and I got deli food. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for all your fine meats and lasagnas. <laughs> It'll make my Christmas merry and bright. England. That's what we're having for Christmas. You said you're having lasagna, right? Lasagna, yeah. What are you having? Uh, Christmas Eve, we're doing breakfast. So scrambled eggs, hash browns, bacon, a French toast casserole. Oh yeah, that's Christmas Eve is lasagna. I'm making chorizo on Christmas morning. And then Christmas morning, I'm making a homemade cinnamon rolls. Those big motherfuckers I make, the cinnamon style ones. Big ones, no chorizo. Then, uh, no chorizo on those. Because put a weird. chorizo on it. Disgusting. <laughs> and then on Christmas, it. we're making uh, Italian food as well. So it's um, I think we have a ravioli's and garlic bread, and maybe like. Baked ziti? I can't remember what we decided. Baked ziti is good. I like Italian food and Mexican food. <clears throat> and um, we're well, making salsa tonight. Food. We bought a Thai food. It's our um, um, oh god, how many years have we been married? Eighth wedding register. So we made uh, we we bought ourselves a food processor. That was eight years ago. Night. Hell yeah, it was man. Oh jeez, that was in Las Vegas. Remember <laughs> where they're sinning. Holding a baby while you got married. Holding him Jameson. He was a little guy. Also, my hand was broken at the time, and I didn't know it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it was broken from punching someone at a party. <laughs> I haven't been lying to you, adoring audience. I like to give fights at parties. <laughs> ah, good times, good times, good times. Don't let Kyle president. He'll go to war over mm-hmm. a party. I'll go to war over a dame. <laughs> the dame lost uh, launched a thousand ships. Yep, uh, Helen of Troy. Hmm, eight years ago, huh? That means it's also. Mm, oh no, I won't say that. That's too personal to share. <laughs> for too personal for the podcast, but interesting, interesting to think about. Man, I love Christmas time. I didn't when I was a kid. I was like, Christmas is kind of cool because it's vacation and presents. And then teenager and most of my twenties, I was like, Christmas is pretty dumb. But now thinking back on it, just like the same thing with New Year's, like I've had consistently some pretty good Christmases. Wintertime has always been pretty tight. One New Year's Eve, I uh, broke my ribs, though. But guess what? I still had a great time. I didn't have a bad time until a week later when it didn't stop hurting. And I was also sick at the time, so I was worried like maybe I hurt my lung. Oh, that's terrible. When you got the broken <laughs> ribs and you yeah. can't breathe. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, the worst part was uh, I had a um, nagging cough and my ribs were broken. And so every time I coughed, it was excruciating. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. I stayed in bed for a while watching a lot of Doctor Who and taking pain pills. And I, um, I hate Doctor Who because of it. <laughs> Matt Smith, especially. That's the one after David Tennant? That's the one after David Tennant, all right. Yeah, I don't think... I don't <clears throat> particularly like any of them, especially not David Tennant, because he used to be David McDonald. And he changed his name like a, a wiener. How dare you? Yep. How dare you? He's also, Scrooge McDuck. 
the writing in Doctor Who is just atrocious. <laughs> There's so many scenes of them just wildly hammering their fingers on keyboards and instruments and saying complete nonsense to save the day. So whatever you say, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> the Doctor, sir. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So wintertime, it's the best. Thumbs it gets a thumbs up from me. You know, wintertime gets a mm, whatever. You know, I I'm drunk. <clears throat> Happy Christmas, everyone. Yep. Merry Crisis, everyone. We'll have a re- official Christmas episode on the other podcast, VHS Cult, where we're gonna watch Tokyo Godfathers. <clears throat> Um, but speaking of that, go to vhscult.com where you can see both of our podcasts or you can listen to both of them and you can also click on links for all of them. Yep. And you all should. 14 of them. Kyle right. doesn't know this. I've latched 14 different podcasts. All right. I'm only on two of them though. So there's only two good ones. <laughs> he, that's what he thinks. I've cut them all together. He, he's the been commentary for several bachelorettes. <laughs> Uh, if you do listen to our They're podcast, very misogynistic. You should rate and review them and give us four, five, ten stars on iTunes. Whatever the most stars you can do, plus one. If you're gonna put one star on it, don't even bother. If you're gonna do one star, I dare you to come here to Queen Creek, Arizona, and fight me in the street. Um, also, tell your friends and family, and also tell your friends and family that you love them. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah. Give them kisses, little besitos, and um, you know, just God is dead. (laughs) (laughs) There's no hope for any of us. (laughs) 